0: Welcome to the Doc Washburn Show and podcast. Uh, it is May the 17th, uh, Tuesday, and hope everything is going well for you. I uh, just wanted to uh, kick off the show today. I'm really excited about today's show because we're going to be talking about uh, the subject that I've been teasing now for several uh, shows, uh, several podcasts, and I'm going to talk about the uh, link between abortion, so, social security, uh, immigration, and terrorism, and it seemed like those things are very, very different, uh, but they are inextricably linked, and uh, I'm going to talk about it tonight. We're going to also talk about some of the things that are in the news, and uh, I'm keeping a close eye uh, on the race in Pennsylvania, as I'm sure you are as well. And didn't know if you knew this or not, but that race actually it's a uh not actually a winner take all, but it what it actually is is whoever in the primary gets the most votes. There's not a fifty percent plus one requirement. So if uh Kathy Barnett gets twenty three percent and Dave McCormick gets twenty-two and Oz gets twenty-one uh, then, uh, Kathy Barnett goes on to the general election. So, uh, so this is, this is for all the marbles and man, the, uh, the, the, they are coming out. They've got the long knives out after Kathy Barnett reminds me a lot of 2016 and Donald Trump and how they came after him. As the podcast last night, uh, talked about, we, we explored the, uh, the, the strange bed, bedfellows that politics makes. So here's Trump, I'm not gonna spend a lot of time on it because I spent so much time on it last night, but here's Trump, um, you know, supporting Mehmet Oz, uh, yet David McCormick worked in his administration and then ironically Kathy Barnett actually has more uh, MAGA and America First Tendencies than, than the other two probably combined. And so it's really, really, uh, it's, it's fascinating. Uh, and it's also maddening, uh, just to, to see it. And you'll, you'll see where people who are very conservative, uh, and, and, and I'm not talking about Donald Trump because he's not necessarily uh, conservative. I, th- I think he's become more conservative, and what has actually driven him toward more conservative values is seeing the nastiness and the just pure evil of the left, and then the hypocrisy of the establishment, and their their duplicitous and and just how duplicitous they are, and backstabbing and hypocritical, uh, and and it's just you know. Uh, it is just amazing uh, and really uh, I'm going to do a show if if uh, and by the way I'm Donnie Copeland I'm guest hosting for Doc Washburn I'm sorry I dove right in but uh most of our regular li- listeners are aware of this now but still for new listeners and we have new listeners coming on all the time and we're very thankful Doc Washburn is running for governor uh, here in this great state of Arkansas. And, uh, he's running against Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who was endorsed by none other than President Donald J. Trump. Uh, but then she turned around and, uh, actually, uh, endorsed John Bozeman and she's doubling down right now running ads, you know, and this is the best thing for Doc's campaign. Every time she runs an ad about she's, you know, she's for, uh, John Bozeman, she didn't care what anybody thinks. She actually ran an ad and said, I'm not apologizing for any, my, any of my positions uh, because Doc's just been, he's been hammering her uh, about, you know, not sticking up uh, for the mass mandates against the Supreme Court, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so th- this all precipitated Doc to, uh to get into the race and man, he, he has ran a phenomenal race and, and a week from tomorrow will be the general election. We're in early voting right now. Uh, early voting will end on Saturday and then Sunday and Monday. Uh, there will not be early voting. Then Tuesday will be the general election. Probably 50 to 60% of the people are going to vote, uh, in this, um, in this, uh, pro, uh, our early voting rather. Uh, so it's just, it's fascinating to see it, you know, all kind of come, uh, come to fruition. And, and man, we've, we've, we've ran, and I say we, we've got 180 volunteers, uh, our donors. We've had over 180, I'm sorry, over $80,000, uh, donated. And, uh, and we, we, we have ran a phenomenal campaign. Uh, the head of our, uh, social media, Campaigning advertising. Scott Gray was a former uh, radio exec, uh, owned multiple radio stations and made the transition to social media. He and his wife and his daughter who just graduated from homeschool. She's, she's 12th grader. Uh, man, they are as good a team as anybody out there. I think we've had, uh, we're approaching 900,000 views of our videos, uh, had 6.5 million ads. That are posted on Google, YouTube. I mean, we, you know, we're 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 putting down thousands of dollars a day, and every dime that comes in. That this this campaign is being ran like a campaign should be ran. No fluff, no salaries, no uh, consultants. It's just you know Scott and and uh, uh, his wife and daughter, that team, uh, us, kind of. And then we've got these, we got a a tremendous scheduler in Courtney and got uh, great drivers driving dock around. We've got great sign people putting signs out. Uh, We've got people going out and organizing groups. got a group over in Jonesboro just working like Trojans over there. And it's just really, really exciting uh, to see this uh, to happen. Also, we're supporting a couple of other candidates or actually several other candidates um uh, uh mark Lowry's one that i'm i'm really pushing for for state treasurer mark's a close friend um uh then also uh, uh greg bland is running for i believe it's district fifty three but you can just look up uh uh bland, uh bland for arkansas or greg bland b l a n d and uh doing a tremendous job running against the majority leader and i think he's going to get to a runoff Trying to raise some money for him. So if you, you can uh, go to elect.washburn.com, drop in a few bucks, go to Greg Bland for Arkansas or gregbland.net, gregbland.net, uh, put some money in there for, for Greg. He's trying hard. It's his first race ever to run. He's knocked over 5,000 doors. Bruce Emerson's another one that we're supporting or that I'm supporting personally. And, uh, Bruce is doing a great job. He's running against a very liberal Republican and, uh, he's doing a great job. So, uh, I would encourage you to, uh, to go online, give to Doc and elect Doc Washburn to Greg Bland at gregbland.net and then Bruce, uh, Emerson for the, the number four, uh, Arkansas.com. I believe it is Bruce Emerson. Uh, but anyway, so glad to have you today on this, uh, on this Tuesday, May the 17th, and uh, looking forward to talking about a subject that I've been teasing for some time. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, I want to talk about, uh, the, the inextricable link between abortion, so, social security, immigration, and, uh, the, uh, the terrorism that and, and and I'm talking about international terrorism uh in in America, and how these are linked inextricably, and you can't separate them out um and and I believe there's some spiritual reasons, but I believe there are some very uh easily explained reasons as well, so I'm not going to get too uh, otherworldly on you uh but let's look at the race in Pennsylvania. I was looking at some polling there. And, uh, you know, you can't, you can't look at this stuff on Fox News. You can't look at it on Breitbart. Breitbart is just carrying the water of David McCormick and then Fox is carrying the water of, of, uh, Mehmet Oz. Uh, and you know, who's carrying the water of Kathy Barnett? It's, it's the boaters. And, and I really think Kathy Barnett ends up winning that race. I really do. Um, but I, I wanted to look here and just see if there was, uh, kind of the latest on that race i had looked up earlier and i got sidetracked uh, and i don't remember exactly what was uh, what was said but um and, and kind of what the indications are And one thing you got to weigh through all the you know all the stuff being said by breitbart and drudge i don't even look at drudge uh, but if you're doing a google search or duck, duck go as i use uh you're going to see that it's uh you got to kind of got a way through all of that. So let's look here at Kathy Barnett uh, and I would encourage you go to Kathy uh, for truth, uh, Kathy Barnett. Uh, you can go to her website is Barnett for Senate dot com. Um, and so. <clears throat> good, this is five hours ago and it says uh, new poll just out shows that 45 percent of the undecided voters are breaking my way. Pennsylvania tomorrow. We are going to make history, man. Uh, we, we really, I think she's done that on $140,000. Now, uh, Club for Growth has dropped about $2 million, but I'm talking about her campaign. She's not got a bunch of money that's come in. So, uh, there's, there's, um, well, uh, there's been about, uh, 140,000 come in for her. So not much money at all. That's nothing. Uh, I think Dave McCormick and, uh, Mayman Oz have, they'll end up having upwards over 35, 36 to 37 million against her 100, 137,000. Now granted, uh, Club for Growth is putting about 2 million. In. And you know, you can say what you want to about these. Groups, you can call them shadow groups, you can call them whatever you want to call them. But I can just tell you, Club for Growth coming in and fighting for Kathy Barnett when Fox News is against her, when all the media, even a lot of the social media. And shout out to Michael Knowles, uh, from, from, uh, Daily Caller, um, and Michael Knowles. So shout out, uh, give, make sure you let Michael Knowles, uh, Michael Knowles know that we're so thankful that he had Kathy Barnett uh, on his podcast. I'm very, very thankful for that. So often these media people uh they they won't and that's they won't do that. They won't go off of the beaten path. And uh and Michael Knowles huge shout out to him for doing that. Uh also Kathy Barnett said six hours ago, honored to have the support of Representative Scott Perry, one of the Pennsylvania's finest members of Congress Congress. Uh, also she has been endorsed by Doug, uh, and I, I hope I'm saying this right, uh, Mastriano. He is the Republican, de facto Republican, uh, leader for the nomination for governor of the state of Pennsylvania. He was a former Senate pro tem there in, uh, if you'll remember that name, Doug Mastriano, uh, was the one that really advocated for Pennsylvania looking at the, the voting in 2020 and so he's been consistent. Now, here's again I go back to the strange bedfellows and that is that uh Doug uh uh Donald Trump endorses Maymet Oz, uh, Dr. Oz, then uh Sarah Huckabee Sanders and not Mike Pompeo, Ted Cruz, they all uh endorse um Dave McCormick who is a hedge fund uh, owner and is, is, you know, blue blood, uh, globalist, uh, you know, he's not MAGA. He's not America first. No, he's just not. Uh, but Kathy Barnett has been consistently, and they have lied. They've lied like a rug. They have, they have lied about BLM. All you have to do is go and watch her, uh, her very thoughtful, very well thought out, very well articulated reasons why BLM is Marxist while they are corrupt. And then they literally, uh, her opponents, McCormick and Oz, uh, ran ads and, and some, some third party group ran ads saying that she was a BLM supporter. Just, just, you know, corrupt. Uh, but that's politics. That's what it is. And she gets it. She under, she understands it and she's, she's tough. So, uh, but it's just, it's really, really, it's just what it is. Um, And so uh, and here's the thing, Uh, a true conservative is never going to bash. Doc Washburn has not one time bashed uh, any uh, of, of the personality traits or or anything personal about Sarah Huckabee Sanders or her family. Everything that Doc has said has been substance. It's been it's been policy. Everything that I've heard Kathy Barnett say, it has been policy. Uh, the closest I've heard her say anything personal was that when she was, uh, when she was serving in the army in the United States, uh, Mehmet Oz was serving in the army in Turkey. And, and I mean, that's, that's, but that's just fact. Um, but everything she has said, uh, has been about, uh, policy. Uh, but, and that, that is, uh, listen, when you have truth on your side, you don't have to sling mud. You don't have to say things. Listen, that's one thing I will not do. If I'm running against somebody, if 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 today I found out that Sarah Huckabee Sanders had had ten DWIs and she had, you know, ran over somebody's cat uh, driving drunk, uh, I would refuse to use it because that has nothing to do. Now someone said that goes to character and so forth, uh, and a third party wants to do that, but we're going to debate the evidence. We're going to, or the policies. We're going to debate, uh, for, uh, for the voter, uh, why you should vote for Doc Wasper, not for Sarah Huckley Sanders. And that's what conservatives do. Conservatives, uh, they stay focused on the issues because they know they can win on the issues and, uh, and that's what Doc has done. That's what Kathy Barnett has done. Oh, good. Great news. Uh, Dinesh D'Souza's 2000 Mules documentary. If you've not heard about it yet, it's a phenomenal documentary made in conjunction with Salem media, uh, media with, uh, Dinesh D'Souza, uh, also with, uh, True the Vote and, uh, True the Vote is Providing most of the evidence and video and uh, so forth, the tracking rather. I think maybe some of the video is D- Dinesh D'Souza's production company. But this, this thing has just taken off. Uh, it was in selected theaters a couple of weeks ago. I know Doc took some of the campaign team and went to see it. Now, uh, it is uh, going to 400 theaters. And, uh, it's going to be a sellout. It's going to be phenomenal. Uh, they're going to try to stop it. They're going to try to uh, do everything they can, but, uh, it is, it is phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. Then Kathy Barnett says, Oz won't discuss 2000 mules and is already saying he wants to be careful about, uh, discussing the 2020 steel. <laughs> this man is morphing into Mitt Romney before our eyes. Pennsylvania don't get fooled tomorrow. Say no to, uh, Mehmet. Oz. And, uh, and what Kathy Barnett is doing here, uh, she knows this is really essentially a two-man race, uh, between her and Oz because of Oz, the only reason Oz is at 23% or whatever he's at is because of Donald J. Trump, uh, and which is really sad because, uh, and I think some of this, somebody, I was told this was a personal favor, uh, between Sean Hannity and, and Donald Trump and, you know, uh, Fox News did nothing but try to undermine, uh, President Trump the whole time. So, um, also, uh, let's see. Oh, David Brody, David Brody, you know came out the other day and said, look, I, 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 uh, I, uh, interviewed, I'm sorry, had a, had a moment there <laughs> interviewed, uh, Kathy Barnett Found it to be nothing but very truthful and forthright. And, uh, and so then David Brody interviews uh, Mehmet Oz and uh, says, my interview with Dr. Oz is out. He tells me he's not seen 2,000 mules. When I ask him whether the election was rigged or stolen, he says, I want to be careful. And uh, and so uh, there you go. And that's the same thing uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders says here. She says, we'll never know. Well, we do know the election was stolen. Um Kathy Barnett has come out and said she's going to vote against Mitch McConnell as majority leader. And I'm going to tell you, mark my word, uh, when they go back and do exit polling, when they go back and do polling after she wins this, if she will start, uh, and she started last night uh, or actually today, and and I wish the other day on uh, Fox News she would have said it, but I believe that's the winning uh, that that is probably the one of the one to two three uh, two to three top topics is saying I will vote to replace Mitch McConnell. Uh, now she says here she posted uh, at, uh, at at about eight hours ago, so that would have been uh, last night. May may will not commit to voting against Mitch McConnell for majority leader. I will vote against Mitch. He will not commit to a ban. On puberty blockers, I will commit to that. He is he is a fraud and not a Republican. And man, I'm telling you, she is. Listen, if you if you're going to win in a Republican primary, you got to go all in. You cannot be milk toast. You cannot be middle of the road. You will be ran over. And I'm going to tell you something else. When you try to go middle of the road in a and listen, if you're not if you're not right, if you're not conservative. Uh, people are going to smell it. They're going to know it. Uh, people are, are seeing that in David McCormick. They know it in, uh, Oz. The problem with Oz is he has this enormous name recognition. Uh, but this, this race is getting so much recognition. It's not going to matter. Uh, and she's saying the right things. Um, and so <laughs> th- this was actually, I think yesterday, but it says, uh, MSNBC apparently is calling me a white supremacist. This is Kathy Barnett. Have they ever seen a picture of me? And so, um, anyway, it, it looks really good, I, I think, for Kathy Barnett. I think it looks really, really good. Um, Jack Posobiec has a, <laughs> has a meme of, uh or, or I guess this would be a, a, a GIF, Uh, or, yeah, GIF, G-I-F, and it's a, you know, a video, but it's, uh, it's, (laughs) it's, uh, someone dancing. Or it's Fred Astaire. Fred Astaire's dancing, tap dancing, and his feet's just going crazy. And, uh, Jack Posovic says, reporter, ask Oz, literally, any question, Oz, and then it refers back down to, uh, Fred Astaire and his tap dance. <laughs> and So, and, and that's, and Kathy Barnett actually does a, a laugh of that. So that, I think that's hilarious. Uh, uh, so, uh, I'm, I'm really encouraged and I'm going to tell you something else this shows and then we're going to get to our main topic. Going to take a short break. And then we're going to de- delve right into the inextricable, inextricable, uh, easy for me to say link between, uh, abortion uh immigration our social security immigration and terrorism and they are they are inextricably linked together and i'm going to explain that to you uh in tonight's our, our today's podcast here uh tuesday may the 17th uh, and so we're going to come back here in just a moment and we're going to reset and then we're going to talk about uh the inextric inextricable link between uh Social Security, I'm sorry, abortion, Social Security, immigration, and terrorism. We'll be right back.
1: If you try to buy a car recently, you realize it's such a chip shortage, you may have a hard time finding what you're looking for. People I know have actually bought vehicles from hundreds of miles away from where they live. That's where Red River Your Way comes in. Red River Your Way is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV the way you want to. You can buy online, and they'll drive it to you no matter where you are. Red River Your Way wants to make your car buying experience as easy and transparent as possible. That's why they've added technology to their website to put you in complete control of your payment options and allows you to complete the entire purchase process online. But don't worry. Red River experts are still here to help you every step of the way if you have any questions. Red River makes it so easy. As you browse their selection, you'll see each vehicle has a button that says explore payment options on it. Clicking that button guides you through a few easy questions and then create personalized payment options you have complete control over. All you have to do is adjust your preferences and all the math happens automatically so you can figure out what monthly payment works best for your budget. Red River Your Way makes car buying online easy. Your whole car buying process is completely transparent. If you want to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV, order online from the nationwide car dealer that believes in freedom, the dealer that will deliver your vehicle to your front door no matter where you live, RedRiverYourWay.com. You will be glad you did. Let me once again express how thankful we are to our advertisers. I want to mention a couple of them to you. They make it possible for us to do what we do. Like my friend Justin mentioned. M-I-N-T-O-N, Minton in Benton. Now, Justin's a former insurance adjuster who left the insurance industry, to become a private lawyer, founded the Minton Law Firm to help injured people fight against powerful insurance companies and corporations. And he has sure helped me out with the three automobile accidents I've been in since 2019. The Minton Law Firm has a great team of lawyers, including the 2016 Trial Lawyer of the Year and the 2016 Outstanding Young Lawyer of the Year. The insurance companies take Justin Minton and his team of lawyers seriously because they know they can and will take your case to trial if need be. So whether you want to go to trial or settle out of court, it's a really good idea to have a knowledgeable trial attorney on your side. Justin's team aims to bring justice to clients who have been injured and need somebody to stand up for them. No matter what the injury, Justin Minton, make sure the Minton Law Firm always works hard for you. Whether you're in a car wreck, hurt of the job, or you or a loved one is suffering from the carelessness of another, if you're in Arkansas, Justin Minton Law, M-I-N-T-O-N, Minton and Benton, is here to help you. Just call the Minton Law Firm, 501-943-4195, or visit JustinMintonLaw.com today. All
0: right. Um, I'm Donnie Copeland, sitting in for Doc Washburn. You are listening to the Doc Washburn podcast, and we're so thankful that you have joined us uh, today, this May the 17th in twenty. Uh, 20- 22, and uh, it was 49 years ago that Roe v. Wade uh, was uh, really forced upon the nation, uh, and a lot of people, I say a lot of people, maybe some folks, do not fully realize that Roe v. Wade was never law. It was never passed by the legislature. legislature. Uh, it was actually forced upon it was legislated from the Supreme Court bench. It was never and could never pass because it is, it is not popular enough to pass as legislation. And so does the left with anything, whether it be climate change or whether it be, uh, uh, uh gay marriage or whatever it may be that, uh, that they want to force upon society. Uh, they do it through the courts because uh, and it, it, what it does is circumvents the, uh, the 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 system that our founders put in place. Now uh, there are some things uh, that uh, have morality uh, implications, and the, the Bible tells us that that uh, I, that you know righteousness exalts a nation, uh, but sin is repro- reproach to any people, and so it's just. When you have people who do, don't live moral lives, it affects liberty. Now, that that's not from the Bible. That's not even from me. Uh, actually, the Bible does say it, but that's not preacher talk. That's not church talk. That's actually the founders. The fa- did you know the founders' number one concern was that society as a whole would become immoral? And they knew that this type of governance could not exist and be sustained in an immoral society, and uh, that's what we're seeing. We're seeing, you know, just just face lies and just on both sides, and uh, and and so it it really really undermines uh, that this this representative republic form of of government. Because it, it, it must have a, a foundation of morality, uh, and, and, and honesty and just, just integrity. And so, um, so this, this, uh, abortion, um, thirst for blood is the only way I know how to put it was, was cast upon us 49 years ago, uh, in 1972. And here's the thing about there's an old saying. It was a an old black minister, if I remember right, that coined this term. And he said, "Sin will take you farther than you plan to go, and it will keep you longer than you plan to stay." And boy, that's a that's a powerful, powerful word uh, picture of the 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 detriment and the uh, the dissolution of of uh, or devolving of of devolving of sin and and uh and bad habits so if so if sin's not a word you like to use and you're not particularly religious then uh just bad habits listen if you eat potato chips and candy bars and drink soda pops and that's all you do day after day after day th- those bad habits over a A long period of time uh, ends up with not good results if you drink whiskey and uh you know uh, drink hard liquor day after day for years, or you smoke cigarettes or you eat cheeseburgers it, you know any any bad habit practiced over time regularly will end up uh, not ending well as on the other hand uh practicing you know exercise and and uh, good sleep habits and whatever else um, you fill in the blank it, exercise or our practice and discipline over a long period of time uh is is very uh, beneficial uh it was Jim Rohn not the sports pod uh broadcaster but a positive mental attitude guy Jim Rohn you can find him on YouTube great stuff and he said, you know, an almond joy a day uh, is ends up with with one result. An apple a day ends up with another result. And those are indicative of the positive habits and the negative habits, or the negative habits and the positive habits. Uh, but those are different than what I'm going to talk about here tonight. What I'm talking about tonight is much more insidious. Uh, and, and we have, quite honestly, and I, I count myself, in this we have been rocked to sleep with with how unbelievably corrupt and evil and uh every other word that is negative our nation has become because we have and we can say and i can say i don't accept abortion i detest it i hate it but i don't hate it like i should and you may, and if you do, then my hat's off to you, but uh, Doc Walsh, I can tell you, Doc, when I first met him, man, he was just on abortion, and man, I'm telling you, I think it is one of the greatest tragedies in the world, but I I, I didn't have the same type of urgency and passion about it, and I'm ashamed to say that uh, till I met him, and he's out there on the on the stump and man, he's, he's just hammering this thing and talking about, you know, abortion is murder and, and, and he's exactly right. But when you see what is done to a child when they're uh, vacuumed out of the womb and they are torn from limb to limb or when uh, saline solution is injected into that womb and, and that child is burned alive or when forceps are fit around the head of that child and its skull is crushed uh it is just it is unbelievably barbaric and that we and and I say uh, I don't want to say we that I have in any sense learned to live with abortion is I believe an indictment on me and uh and we and, and I believe as a nation we have and, and yet somehow, some way we find ourselves in 2023, which I believe is nothing but a miracle of God that in 2023 that we are on the precipice of possibly, uh, not reversing a decision because it's not a decision. It was something that was cast upon us by the Supreme Court. It was forced on us. It was, it was a play. It was a farce, farce and uh and and that farce uh, looks like it possibly could be uh reversed, rightfully so um and so but here's the thing I think we lose about abortion. We look at abortion and we say, okay, to the individual child, you know uh, l- let me let me depart let me let me kind of depart here for a second and and say, you know the the whole argument of my body, my choice." Well, you know what? When you conceived a child, it's no longer your body, your choice. There's two bodies. Yes, yours is one of them. But there's another body. And so that body takes precedent because we're talking about taking that child's life. We're talking about inconveniencing you. And I know it's much more than inconveniencing you to have a child. I I, I get it. I'm, I'm not making light of that and and that it changes your whole life and you're absolutely right it will rock your world for anybody that has children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren uh, you can attest so so I'm not minimizing that absolutely but is your inconvenience is your rocking your world changing the entire trajectory of your life and having a child certainly will I'm not denying that but is that more important than that child not having a chance to live? And if you look at the Constitution, uh, abortion flies in the very face of the pursuit of life, liberty, and happiness. It is the foundation. So there is nothing more anti-constitutional and more uh, totally opposite antithetical of of the Constitution than abortion, but I want to talk to you about something that is much deeper than the and I say deeper it 's all tied together, but the the moral uh, violation is 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 the, this is what the Bible says the Bible says the hands that sheds innocent blood shall in no wise escape the the nation that sheds innocent blood will, we'll in no wise escape. Um, and so I think a lot of the violence, I think a lot of the just terrible things happening in our world is a direct result of, of, of a decision that we have learned to live with. And that is this national disgrace called abortion. And, and I, I for one am very thankful God has awakened me and through Use people like the Catholic Church. Uh, I mean, I, I tell, you know, the congregation that I'm responsible for, I tell them on a regular basis, I said, look, you know, you may disagree with the Catholic Church. You may have pro, and I certainly do theologically and, and don't agree with a lot of their th- theology, but I'm going to say I tell them a lot of times, I said, look, in, in the seventies and eighties when they're standing in front of abortion clinics, you know, We didn't even know that abortion clinics existed. We were totally checked out. And if we're not for the, you know, the Catholics in the 70s and Jerry Falwell and the Baptists in the 80s, uh, and then these social groups in the 90s and then more people in the 2000s, the new millennium, um, it certainly wasn't us. It wasn't the United Pentecostal Church. It wasn't, the, you know, the assemblies of God. It wasn't the four square. It wasn't the, you know, more evangelical churches. It wasn't them. It was the Catholics, then the Baptists and a lot of these more mainline, uh, churches. Uh, but, but there's something much deeper here than the, the and when I say deeper, something in addition to the deep moral abyss that we are in. But it is, it is the recompense for abortion, it is it is men thinking and scheming and saying, okay, uh, you know, not thinking it through. It's like a man. If you ever read the book of Proverbs, and it talks about a man who commits adultery on his wife, and it goes through this scenario. And man, it is so powerful and dynamic. And the man's watching this strange woman, and he's you know he's got his eye on her, and and uh, you know, and she's. She's putting her moves on him and, and, you know, she's got her perfume and she's dressed just right and, and, and he's, you know, he's, he's taking the bait and, and it goes through that story and you can just, you, you just want to holler out, no, don't do it. Don't do it. You know, uh, and, and then it talks about the, 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 the tremendous pain and the tremendous, uh, price that he pays and the tremendous, Anguish in his family, and it goes through all of that. The Bible even says that a man who commits adultery lacks understanding. What does he lack understanding on? How unbelievably, uh, explosive and detrimental it is to his children, his wife, his, his business, his health, uh, to general multi generation multiple generations and 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 as bad as adultery is you know we we love to beat up on homosexual we love to and I don't mean that literally, I mean verbally, we love to you know castigate uh homosexuality, and we talk about how evil it is well in the Bible that I read and it's the Bible that you read. Homose- uh, adultery is right up there with homosexuality it 's both sexual sin and what that means is it 's outside of god 's original plan and anything outside of god 's original plan uh, is going to end in destruction so let me show you tonight i 'm going to show you the uh, the terrible terrible moral uh, uh, evidence or our moral Results of abortion. 50 million children. Someone made this observation. I, I don't, I, I, I've, I've used it before, but I'm certain it's not mine uh, originally. But, uh, it, this hit me one day so, and, and it was off of an original fault, but it was like, um, you know, what if the cure for cancer was aborted? What if the cure for Uh, ALS was aborted. What if the people that are the most ardent supporters of abortion who are dying of some debilitating, terrible disease, what if the person that was actually going to uh, find the cure for that disease to save them, uh, they advocated for abortion and they were killed in an abortion clinic. And so there's another Recompense and unintended consequence of abortion. And, and you're going to see tonight, I want to show you that where we are in 2022, it all goes back and links back to what we did when we displeased God. You know, when, when you, uh, and I do something, uh, and, and, and God is a God of forgiveness. He's a God. You know, the Bible says the soul that sinneth. And I didn't mean to make this a, uh, and, and I'm, I'm, when I finish, I promise you, you you're not going to feel like it was a sermon. I don't, I don't intend to make this a sermon. I'm trying to show you that this political football called abortion, this political thing, we don't have a choice, folks. We have to get rid of abortion. It is, It is no pun intended. Abortion is killing this nation. But I'm going to show you it's much more than God being mad at us. It is the unintended consequences of, of what abortion is bringing on this nation. I'm going to come back here in just a moment and continue this thought, uh, how abortion and Social Security, immigration, terrorism, uh, international terrorism that's brought, imported, uh, how they are uh, undeniably Uh, late, and we'll be right back.
1: We talk a lot about pushing back against the overreach of the federal government. What better example would there be than Obamacare? Are you like most Americans? Did Obamacare, the so-called Affordable Care Act, make your health care more expensive? Does your health insurance premium feel like a second mortgage? Does your sky-high deductible prevent you from going to the doctor? Do your sky-high copays keep you from going to the doctor? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you need to go to a website called MyFamilyHealthPlan.com. When you click on MyFamilyHealthPlan.com, you see the big, bold letters, affordable plans. Save 30 to 50% on premiums, personalized health coverage, low to no deductible, no copays, And then that big, beautiful red button that says schedule, call now. You click on the red button, you book a free consultation with my friend, Art Wilborn. He makes sure there are no gaps in your coverage, and he also makes sure that your personalized health coverage gives you a plan that doesn't force you to cover things like abortion, horrible things which would deeply offend your deeply held religious beliefs. MyFamilyHealthPlan.com, affordable plans, save 30 to 50% on premiums, personalized health coverage, low to no deductible, no co-pays. Click the big red button, schedule a call now, book a free consultation with Art Wilborn. You make sure there are no gaps in your coverage. Save money on your insurance at myfamilyhealthplan.com. All right, let me ask you this. Does your financial advisor take the time to listen and get to know you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situations change? When you work with Jonathan Presswood, he focuses on what's important to you. He uses an established process to help you achieve your unique goals, whether that's preparing for retirement, making your money last in retirement, planning your estate or inheritance, preparing for the unexpected or anything else. Jonathan Presswood can help. Now what should you do if you leave a job and have a 401k or other retirement plan? Or if you're getting close to retirement or already in retirement? Call my friend, Jonathan Presswood, today. He'll help you create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And he'll partner together with you to help your strategy stay on track no matter what life throws at you. Listen, we can all dream of having a perfect retirement, but how many of us will actually experience it? No matter where you are today, Jonathan Presswood is offering a free retirement analysis to figure out where you'd like to be and what it will take to get you there, and there's no obligation. Contact Jonathan Presswood, a financial advisor with Edward Jones Investments, today at 501-303-4844. Again, that's 501-303-4844. Don't wait. Call Jonathan Presswood today at 501-303-4844. Now, if you're like me, you can't remember phone numbers, go to our website, DocWashburnShow.com. Just click on the link to Jonathan Presswood at Edward Jones. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC.
0: Hi, we're back, and I'm Donnie Koblin, sitting in for Doc Washburn. You are listening to the Doc Washburn podcast. Doc is uh, on the campaign trail running for governor of the state of Arkansas, and uh, we're glad that you joined us. We're so thankful for all of our live listeners that hang with us, uh, and then everybody that downloads the podcast, make sure you share you uh, the the show and let people know about it at work or maybe family members and send them the link. So, hey man, I want you to listen to this show. And uh, we just we love having you guys on here. Got a couple of new uh, uh, advertisers that'll be coming on uh, in the next few weeks, and just we've kind of been going like crazy. But again, thank you so much for being patient. And allowing me to sit in for Doc, we're going to try to. In fact, I've been talking to his uh, schedulers and trying to get a connection to where we can have him call in uh, to the show one of these days, uh, one of these days this week. And kind of he can update us on the, the, on the race and tell us about it. And so we look forward to that. I know you will as well. So, uh, also, if you want to uh, talk uh, or, or have any questions about any of our advertisers, as Doc said on the advertisement, on the commercial, you can go to docwashburnshow.com, and all those links are live. So you can go there and connect with any of our advertisers. And again, we are so thankful for them, as we as well as our listeners and. Uh, those that download the show every single week. We're talking about the inextricable link between uh, abortion, Social Security, immigration, and terrorism. And uh, we've talked a, a good bit about the just how deplorable, how degenerate ab- abortion is, but we sometimes... Uh, you know, God can forgive us of any sin, and we can get over any mistake in life. I, I love a sign I saw the other day that said, "Look, you know, you can look at mistakes as mistakes, or you can look at mistakes as experience." And we make mistakes, and then we make terrible sins. We or commit terrible sins. But the Bible says that the sin, the soul that sinneth shall surely die. That word "sinneth" means lives in sin, continues in it, never makes it right, and so. Uh, what I want to encourage us in is that we can, we can repent. We can make changes. And that's not just in the religious context, but if you've made a mistake, if you've had a business and it failed, get back up and keep trying. If you had a marriage and it failed, get back up and keep trying. If you went to school and you flunked out and, you know, you said, man, I've got two, you know, three years of a four year degree, uh, you know, and I just got overwhelmed, you know, get back up and try it again. Uh, I am convinced that a majority of not every single thing that we could accomplish doesn't get accomplished because we just simply quit too soon. Uh, and so uh, abortion is, you know, a, a plight. It is a mark. It is a stain that on this nation that is uh, uh, that is undeniable. Uh, but but not only but but we can be forgiven. You know, people that have had abortion, they've gone on to live. Uh, fulfilled lives have had children later and they lament over that but god's put it under his blood and that they live their lives even people that are not christians and and maybe don't see it in the sin uh category that you and i may see it from the bible standpoint But they move on in their life. Doesn't mean that's not traumatic. And, and so as a nation, just like an individual, uh, you know, can, can stay stuck in that or they can say, you know, I made a horrible mistake. It's a life altering mistake. Uh, but I, I have a life to live in front of me and I gotta live it. I've gotta try to make up for it, uh, the best I can and help other people. Uh, and, and, but when we continue in something that, that's what I'm talking about tonight, the links, and then there's still some circumstances, you know, uh, you, you can make a mistake. You can you can uh, misspend money, and I don't mean illegally, but just blow money in your business, and you lose your business, and and that was your income, and you could say, man, I, I hate that. And you really genuinely were sorry for it, and then you say, you know, I've learned my lesson. I'm not going to do that anymore, but you still may lose your house. You still may lose your car so the circumstances uh you know are 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 the the subsequent circumstances of your mistake uh are not always avoided you know there's still going to be some consequences of and sometimes we get those things conflated or confused and we say well you know i i, I made it right with that person or I, I you know i i started doing better in this area of my life and i you know i i smoked for 20 years but i quit and, and, and that's wonderful. And, and your, your next few years are going to definitely be better. But that doesn't mean there's not going to be some consequences from the past smoking. And there's not going to be some consequences from the other things. Well, there's some consequences from, uh, abortion. And that consequences is, is 50 million people have been wiped off the face of the earth. 50 million people who could contribute to uh society, fifty million people that maybe would have mentored somebody, fifty million people that would have uh, birthed uh, a child that would be a prodigy in music or would have written uh, great music, would have been great in the sciences or in health and could have uh, could have cured cancer or whatever. But there's another more uh, fundamental though those are big picture. There's another, uh, I, I believe, piece of this puzzle, and that is we presently have what I call a Ponzi scheme relative to retirement in this nation, and it's called Social Security. It was a uh, it was a liberal uh, socialist program that was started. Now we've learned to live. It it, it is. It was never intended, to, or maybe it was intended to be that, uh, but it certainly should not have been uh, that people actually look to Social Security to be their retirement. Social Security should, have, at the very least, or the very most, should have been a, a safety net uh, if you lost your retirement investment or whatever, but certainly not your entire Social Security, but there's a, a huge amount of people that live off of Social Security. Well, guess what? Social Security is paid by, uh, and and the money there, all the people right now that are listening, people that will listen later, that are 65 and over, 62 and a half, or, or 70 that retired, and uh, you're, you know, you put money back, but guess what? The money you put back for the 40 years that you worked, it was spent. Where was it spent? Well, I'll tell you where it was spent. It was spent like happened today when uh, they okayed $40 billion to go to Ukraine. And you got a social security system that is on the brink of bankruptcy and it is a Ponzi scheme. And you say, what do you mean by Ponzi scheme? Well, the social security that was paid 40 years ago was not put in a trust and drawn interest and now we're paying those Retirees off of that interest. You know what we're, you know what we're doing? We're paying those retirees because we already spent that money. So we're paying those retirees that are retired right now on the, with the money of people who are working right now. But there's a problem. The people that are working right now are turning, more people are turning 60, uh, than are turning 18. And so the population is aging very rapidly. You know why? Because we cut out, were those people also of age? Absolutely. But we cut out, not only did we cut out 50 million people off the social security rolls, we cut out all the children that they would have, and then we cut off out the children that they would have had. Now, let's go back. Let's go back in, uh, 50 years ago, a, a, so someone aborted in 1972 would be 50 years old. They'd be ele- exactly eleven years younger than me. They would be in the prime of their earning life. They would have had children. Now, follow me. And then those children would eventually not not in present day because they'd only be fifty, uh, but those children would be getting close to. See if they had children at twenty five. Uh, so those children would be twenty five. And they would be getting ready to now have children. And they would have children. And and so why, as we sit here in 50 years uh, removed, or actually 49 to be technically correct, in the 49 years, uh, those all those 49-year-olds are are gone. 50 million 49-year-olds have been wiped off the face of the earth by abortion. 50, uh, uh, 40, uh, I'm sorry, 50 million 49 year olds that would, uh, and again, not everybody would be 49. The oldest would be 49, uh, because it's been 49 years ago. But millions of people that would have paid into social security, uh, have been wiped off the rolls. And so you, 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 it's not only abortion. It, it is also divorce. You know, you look at divorce in this nation and divorce is a, is a epidemic. And we've learned to live with, we've learned to live with abortion. We've learned to live with divorce and divorce is probably other than abortion. It is the single most devastating thing, uh, it, to the human, to the human existence because see again god designed this thing it's like taking a it's like taking a a, a Lexus uh or a Mercedes G-Wagon and and trying to you know pull stumps out of the ground with it it's not designed for that and when you when you try to use it for something besides what it was designed for or you alter its design in a very profound way you really really have messed with something that you should not have messed with. And and when we aborted uh, 50 million children, we didn't see the results. And now we're scrambling. And listen, the dirty little secret, they won't tell you this, Social Security is not going broke. Social Security is broke. It has been broke. There is no money. The only money is the money that's coming in. And so that's why they now say, look, uh, it's it's again, it's a scheme. I got a I deal the other day and said, hey, if you'll work to 70, uh, you know, if you retire right now or, or 62 and a half, so it be a year and a half from now, uh, you'd get like $1,300 a month. But hey, if you'll wait till you're 70, you'll get $3,300 a month. Why is that? Because we need you to work longer. Why do you need me to work longer? So we can pay the people ahead of you that are, you're 61, they're 71, they're 81, and now they're living to 81, 91, 101. And we need you to work longer and longer because we have less and less people behind you. Well, where are they? They were aborted. You see the link? You see the link between abortion and Social Security? Well, where does immigration come in? Great, great question. Well, uh, and I want to I explore it here in just a moment. We'll be right back.
1: Hey, I'd like to help you with some health issues. You have migraines? Neck pain? Back pain? Vertigo? Acid reflux? Eczema? Problems with your blood sugar? Maybe even hay fever? Okay, let's do a little test. Look at the mirror. Does one eye look bigger than the other? Are your eyes off balance? Are your shoulders off balance? Look at a picture of yourself. Are you tilting your head to the left or the right instead of sitting up or standing up straight? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, you probably need to get your atlas adjusted. That's how I got rid of my migraines, neck pain, and hay fever. Let me explain to you how it works because it's the best-kept secret in American healthcare. Your skull weighs anywhere from 8 to 15 pounds. It rests on the top bone of your spinal column, the atlas, which only weighs 2 ounces. So it's really easy for your atlas to get out of alignment. If it does, your whole spinal column can get kinked up like a chain, restricting your central nervous system's ability to send impulses to the rest of your body. It can affect your respiratory system, reproductive system, circulatory system, even digestive system. And yes, it can cause migraines, neck pain, back pain, acid reflux, eczema, vertigo, problems with your blood sugar. Do yourself a favor. If you're in Arkansas, call my friends at the Arkansas Upper Cervical Center 501-279-2009 501-279-2009 for a free consultation to see if you need to get your atlas adjusted, because you probably do. If you're outside Central Arkansas, go to their website, turnmypoweron.com, and click on Find a Doctor Near You. And I sure hope you can.
0: Again, thank you so much for joining uh, us on the Dot Washburn Show and Podcast. I'm Donnie Copeland, a sit in for Dot Washburn uh, for the last few weeks as he finishes up, uh, this primary. And we're hoping certainly to go on to the general election. We've been talking tonight, uh, about or today, rather, uh, the, um, the whole, uh, link between abortion, social security, and now we're going to get to immigration and, uh, finish up with terrorism. And, um, So when, when you have killed 50 million people that are both in the workforce or potential workforce, because those people, a lot of those people would be, uh, 49, you know, uh, in their, the bulk, there's certainly been less abortions in the last 10 to 15 years. So you would say, you know, uh, 30 to 50 year olds. So that's your, Prime earning, uh, days. And those are the people we need. See, we, I need 30 and 40 year olds to pay my social security. I'm not dependent on social security. I'm not lean, you know, I'm, I'm investing. I'm, I'm buying rental property. I'm doing other things to try to supplement. I, I'm not, uh, I'm not going to wait on the government and depend on the government. I, I don't think it'll be there, uh, when I'm 70. Uh, and so, uh, plus I, I, you know, I, I don't ever want to quit working. So when you lose that many, so, so you killed 50 million people, uh, and now you need their social security. So what do you do? You got to find those workers somewhere. Ah, bingo. The light comes on. So what do you do? You open the borders. You say, look, we need you to come over. We need you to come pay taxes. We need you to come pay into the system. We need more. We need more. Now that's part of it. Part of that immigration, uh, looking the other way on the wall, uh, because I'm going to tell you something. The, the problem with social security and the depth and the width and the height of the problem, you couldn't bring enough people over here fast enough to fix it. And they know it. It's, it's going to fail and they, they've got to do something at some time. Uh, but it's, it's all, you know, just like they do with the national debt. Kick the can, kick the can. Uh, because it, it's gonna reset. It always does. It reset in the 20s. It reset in the, uh, 80s, uh, or, or, yeah, uh, 70s. And it reset in the, uh, in the uh, 80s. About every 10 years, actually. Um, and, and it's gonna reset. It's just gonna happen. We, we've never gone this long without a, a reset economically. And, uh, and so the, the reset they're hoping for though is a globalist reset. And that's what they openly talk about. While we have had resets as a nation and we've had to reset, uh, we're talking about a reset where they can come in. There's a void and they can set up this globalist one world, uh, system. And, uh, that's not, that's not, uh, you know, end time revelation doom and gloom talk i mean that's what george bush and george w h w bush and george w bush and and uh and macron and and trudeau they all talk about it openly uh just just go google it so you got to have you got to have people so you start pouring people in over the border. well, the problem is uh, and and you won't be told this by the c d c you won't be told this by the World Health Organization, but a lot of these third world countries and a lot of these uh, maybe second world countries that are not, they're at least underdeveloped, but they're certainly not third world. Uh, they're, they're quite advanced, but they've got a lot, a lot of health issues. They bring that to America. A lot of the, uh, a lot of the respiratory, a lot of the strange viruses, all those things. And it's not that we can't have those viruses here, but there's a lot of unintended consequences. Where did it all start? It started when you, when you killed innocent blood. It's when you shed innocent blood. It's when you took the life of a child. And, and now you have, listen, uh, not having enough money is the least of your worries. It's it's far worse than that. So when those planes hit uh, the towers uh, on September the 11th, uh, that actually is directly linked to abortion. You say, "Oh, that's God punishing us." No, no. Well, it is, but it's 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 much much more uh, nuanced than that. We cause this because see the chain of events, the chain of events. It's like David in the Bible. You know, David is up on the rooftop and he's supposed to be, he's supposed to be out in the field battling with his, his fellow soldiers, but he's at home. And he's up on the rooftop and it's evening time and he's looking around and he knows what happens at the evening time. The women come out and they bathe and he's looking over. and He knows where that girl is, Bathsheba, and he's watching her bathe and she's disrobing. And he's watching her and he tells his captain to go over there and to fetch her. He said, well, you know, that's that's, that's another man's wife do what I'm telling you to do. And he does, and then he lays with her and he has a child by her. Then he starts feeling guilty about it, or not so much guilty, but start trying to cover it up. And so he, he, you know, and and feeling bad about it. So he orders for this woman who he had had an affair with that her husband, who's out fighting while a far David, no less. Man, politics had not changed much, have they? Somebody else is out fighting far david and david is stealing you know is, is in bed with their wife and uh and so he's you know he's like man I, I feel real bad about this hey can you go get this guy and and bring him home so they go you know and but he's out in battle we go get him tell him you know i want him to take a few days off i trying to sage the guilt and so he goes and he, he he goes to Uriah and he says, "Hey Uriah, King David says for you to come home." He goes, "Man, I can't come home. Man, I'm, I'm out here fighting with my guys. I'm not going home and sleeping in my bed with my wife when these guys are out here facing hardship." This guy was more of a warrior than David at this point in David's life. And, and David, and so they come back and say he refused. And you tell him it's an order to come home. Well, he comes home. You know what he does? This guy had way too much integrity. He wouldn't go inside. He slept and David's watching him. He comes home and he sleeps outside on the sidewalk. He won't, he won't go inside because he knows there's men out there fighting for their life and he's not going in and sleeping in his own bed and sleeping and, and you know, and, and having the love of his wife, uh, while his uh, men are out there facing hardship. And it makes David, David's just, he, he's mad. So now, you know what he does? He orders them to send him back out to the field, but they don't, they don't put him where he was, where he was obviously planning and, and, and he was more in a role of a planner and, and, and an officer, if you will. He said, put him on the front row, put him on the front lines because he knew what would happen when he put him on the front lines and he was killed. And so Nathan, the, the prophet, or the, the minister, if you will, of that time comes to David and he says, I want to tell you a story. They said, yeah, man, I love, I love a good story. He goes, well, you know, he said, the story goes like this. There was a guy that had everything he could want in life, he had sheep everywhere, lambs everywhere, just, just filthy rich. There was a guy that lived over beside him and he had one little lamb. But you know what this guy that had all the sheep and lambs and everything he wanted in life, you know what he does? He goes over and takes the one lamb of this guy next door. And David gets just, he, he gets beside himself and tells Nathan, says, tell me who that guy is. If that's a real story, tell me who that guy is. And and I'll, I'll, I'll take care of him. I'll, I'll have him killed. And Nathan points at David and says, you're the man I'm talking about. Now you got to understand Nathan could have been killed right there on the spot. Here's the difference. Uh, here's the thing that saved David. David said, you know what? You're right. He didn't try to hide. He didn't kill Nathan and bury him and bury the story. He said, "You know what? You're right." And he repented. That's Psalm. If you go read Psalms 51, that is David's response to Nathan, saying, "You're the guy. You're the you're the rich man that took the one little lamb." But see how the reason I told you that story and I I digressed kinda was because I wanted you to see the digression of of a moral. And, and really, really grievous mistakes that we make. And so we abort 50 million uh, children who now would be 49 years of age. Now we're running short of money in Social Security. Well, where would that money come from? it comes from the 50 million people that you killed. Well, now we got to get that 50 million uh, people back. So what do we do? We go to the border. We open the gates. But here's the problem. There are people that don't like us. There's people that hates us. There's people that hates our way of life. There's people that wants us to destroy. There's people that their religion is to destroy us. And so if I want to enter this country and get in here and do some things, you know what I would do? And they've already caught them. I would go to the southern border and I would fly to Mexico. I wouldn't fly to America and try to go through customs. I wouldn't try to sneak over, go to Canada and fly, try to sneak over the Canadian border. No, no. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, sell into the, uh, into LA or into New York and, and go through the scrutiny there. No, I would go to the southern border and I would just pass over the Rio Grande, uh, just like everybody else. I'd come in through California. I'd come in through Texas. That's what I would do and that's what they're doing. And, and you'll never, you'll never know about all of this until there's a flare up and then, you know, 15 people are killed here and seven are killed here and this bomb is thwarted here and this here and this there. You should go, what is happening? How did these people get here? How did 9-11 happen? And you can say, well, uh, not all those people came through Mexico. Granted, I'll give you that, but just recently they caught several people from the Middle East that was trying to slip over the border from from Mexico. If we're not watching the border, we're not watching the border. We're not watching the border and saying, okay, everybody that's this color brown can't come in, but the people that are this color brown that come from the Middle East, uh, these can come in, these can't come in. That's not happening. They're all looking the other way because we got to have them. Why do we have to have them? We got to have their money. Why don't we have to have their money? Because we killed fifty million people. So we see how terrorism and abortion, through the links of Social Security uh, and and abortion, Social Security, immigration, and terrorism are inextricably linked. And uh, and so you know there are consequences for our actions. And we can, we can make things right. We can change the way we do things. And it looks like that could very well happen. But can you imagine today being a part of a party that is beside themselves and, and, and is, is almost insane with rage? And what they're insanely uh, raging about is not being able to kill a child can you imagine the the how how degenerate you have to be and so uh a lot of problems but they're not insurmountable uh has a nation ever come back from from this level of uh malevolence and in this level of, of degenerate uh behavior uh, I, I don't know of one, but, but it's possible. It's, it's possible. Anything is possible. Uh, and so I, I think the first thing we do is we do what, you know, the book of Chronicles said that, you know, if my people were called by my name, will humble themselves, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. I will hear from heaven. I will heal their land. So I think it starts with repentance. And, and, you know, and I can't look at just the abortionists and go, well, they need to repent. I need to repent for how lackadaisical I've been. And, and then taking the macro picture that I painted for you tonight of abortion, of social security, immigration, terrorism, and then apply it to my life on a micro level. What other things in my life, in your life, And habits. I'm not just talking about sin. I'm not talking about spiritual things. I'm talking about every day, the almond joys that we eat every day. You know, whether it's uh, not saving and spending frivolously or maybe not being kind to people or maybe, you know, not taking time with our family or whatever it is and say, you know, quit eating almond joys every day and eat an apple change habits you know the one thing that separates us from all the other animals is they can be trained to do things uh, and they can be through rote they can be trained to fetch and to sit and to roll over but we literally can change the entire makeup and and mindset and we can we can reprogram and that's how we were designed so we're going to do our tweet of the day, lighten it up a little bit because it's been kind of heavy tonight. Uh, but we're going to do our tweet of the day now. And uh, this is brought to you, as always, by Red River Your Way. Uh, that's that car dealership that we talk about all the time. That you can go to Red River Your Way and they will uh, put together a great plan for you. And then once they put that great plan together for you, uh, that car and then they put that financial plan together they will ship that car right to your location and they are phenomenal phenomenal people to work with and uh, so we encourage you uh, to check out red river your way and all of our sponsors uh, here at the dot washburn show by simply going to dot washburnshow.com clicking on the live links of all of our advertisers and then also, if you would like to support Doc and his run for governor, you can go to elect.washburn.com. Uh, and then we've got two other patriots that we're supporting, uh, gregbland.net, who is running against the majority leader of the state house here, uh, who has voted for all kind of tax increases. And then Bruce Emerson, uh, uh, Bruce for Arkansas, the, the number four, Bruce Emerson, I think you can just Google that or Doug, Doug, go and, uh, and drop a few bucks on those guys and, uh, it'll, it'll make a, a, a tremendous difference if you're able. So here we go. Tweet of the day.
1: We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. It's the Don Washburn show. Tweet of the day.
0: All right, our tweet of the day is brought to you again by Red River Your Way, and we're just so thankful for them and thankful for you uh, that you joined us here today, and we appreciate you so very much. Uh, we're going to be wrapping up the show here in just a moment, but I want to give you a couple of things here, uh, uh, tweets, and just kind of lighten things up a little bit. Uh Did while I'm uh, finding this here, uh is that uh, I think that this is not so light, but I think it is uh, a powerful, powerful thing. It's actually from American Island Man and uh, on, on uh, Twitter. And uh, this is a graph. It says whites killing blacks is 2%. Police killing whites is 3%. Whites killing whites is 16%. Blacks killing whites is 81%. Police killing blacks is 1%. Blacks killing blacks, 97%. America does not, does have a problem, but it's not what the me- media tells you it is. That's pretty powerful stuff right there. I don't know if you saw this breaking, uh, but, uh, Twitter, uh, senior engineer tells undercover journalists that Twitter does not believe in free speech. Well, and confesses that, you know, things are intentionally, uh, throttled and so forth, but that none of that is, uh, none of that is, is news to us for sure. Um, let's see. Uh, I want to give you a couple more here. I want to kind of lighten things up uh, and find some of my favorites here. Oh, let's see. I'm looking here. uh I don't know if you've, and I hope you haven't, uh, uh, the swimsuit, sw- swimsuit edition from Sports Illustrated was on Twitter and, uh, man, we've lost our way. Um, oh, I, I love this. <laughs> I love, um, uh, Clarence Thomas's, it was somebody tweeted today and, uh, someone's interviewing i believe it was NPR, and they were interviewing clarence thomas and they were asking him about you know how he's doing his job and did he think he was doing a good job and and uh and and he basically told the press he said look today i do my job as poorly as you do yours i'll quit i thought that was pretty good stuff so uh let's see here not doing too good um most popular president in history to the most unpopular president in less than two years. World record. Um, that's Kevin Sorbo. He's a great follower, by the way. Uh, oh, by the way, the uh, killer uh, that killed the people in the grocery store in Buffalo, uh, is confirmed the Buffalo killer was, wasn't was conservative. He also despised Fox News, despised Greg Gutfield, Ben Shapiro, Robert Murdoch. Um, See <laughs> Oh man. Uh as the as the old South Park episode says, I I know what it is, but I'm not sure I should say it. It's a pseudonym, Nim and uh this is supposedly Tucker Carlson said this. And uh, he just called Dan Crenshaw, I patch McCain. <laughs> oh no, man, that's, I don't know if that's, that's not good. Um, COVID was used as a biological weapon to steal a presidential election. Boy, that's true. That's bottom line. Um, Governor Ronald Reagan, this was tweeted out by Steve Sanchez. Government's first duty is to protect the people, not run their lives. Um, Let's see, let me find, let me, let me, all right. Uh, What happens, this is Tim Pool, what happens if a woman is on the way to get an abortion at eight months? but goes in labor in the lobby of the abortion clinic and accidentally delivers the baby before it was terminated. Hmm. Conundrum. Well, that is, uh, that is so that's powerful to think about right there. Um, all right, man. So good to, uh, uh, have you today. And, uh, I was trying to find you something a little lighter and a little, uh, a little best. Uh, oh, let me, let me, let me, this is scary and funny and true all at the same time. It's a picture of Jim Jones. Remember Jim Jones? Some of you younger guys won't remember that. Jim Jones was the guy that got the people to drink the Kool-Aid. And, uh, and it's got a picture of him. And then right beside it is Fauci. And it says, I persuade over 900 people to drink my Kool-Aid, and Fauci says amateur, and boy, that is true. Hey, I hope you have a wonderful,
1: wonderful Tuesday, and I hope you have a great week. We'll see you right back here.